0: Uh, Great. Wow. Uh, Well, it really is a a wonderful blessing uh, to be with you. As uh, Matt shared about five years ago, um, uh, he phoned up and we had a chat and it was quite exciting uh, that the Lord had laid a a possible church plant on on Matt's heart. And around about the same time, we had an email um, from somebody uh, asking if there was going to be a church plant in Maidstone. And I was like, well, actually, I've just been talking to somebody about a church plant in Maidstone. Uh, That's quite amazing. And and that was uh, from Hannah um, and and Johnny. And then, of course, um, the Lord brought them together. And uh, gosh, five years later, here we are. And what a blessing uh, it is to see this uh, place that the Lord has uh, provided for you to meet in this wonderful community. Uh, And it's a great blessing to see you all and to, to meet you all. A couple of you I've got to know very well, uh, Mark and Nicola at the back, because we spent a week in Israel together a few weeks ago. And uh, uh, my wife's here with me as well, uh, Amber. Uh, and the four kids that are running Riot will be ours. And so um, apologies for that, but you know, you've got kids, that's the way it goes. Um, okay, well, it's a joy to be able to open the word with you this morning. If you have your Bible with you, please open with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Now this morning we are going to be talking about a ministry that is absolutely vital in the life of the Church of Jesus Christ, and a ministry that God has given to each and every one of us. And that ministry is the ministry of encouragement. The ministry of encouragement. Now, the subject of encouragement is something um, about which the Bible has much to say. Uh, the word translated encouragement uh, in our Bibles is used at least 109 times in the New Testament. It can be translated as encourage or exhort or comfort or strengthen or a number of similar words, and it's a word that's used in a variety of different contexts, uh, but just the sheer frequency of the use of the word encouragement tells us at the very least that the subject of encouragement is a vitally important subject in the life and ministry of the church. Uh, And as you look through all 109 mentions of the word, you begin uh, to see that quite clearly. Now, don't worry, we're not going to look at all 109 verses together uh, this morning. We're just going to look at one uh, verse in which this word is mentioned. It's in Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verse 25, and I would like to read it to you, uh, but I will also read verse 24 as well. So, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching." Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you that your word is living and that it is powerful and that it has the ability to change our hearts and to transform our lives. Uh, and we thank you for the gift of your spirit, uh, and we ask that by your spirit that you would teach each and every one of us uh, this morning that we all may be encouraged and strengthened in the life and in the ministry you have called us to. And so, Father, we commit our time to you now as we ask for your blessing, your gracious blessing upon your word to each of our hearts, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, the first thing I want you to notice there in verse 25 is the context in which this word encouragement or exhortation is used. Um, because the context is seen, particularly in this this phrase, in verse 25, uh, assembling together. The writer says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. The context here is the intentional gathering together of the believers in Jesus Christ, For the purpose of encouraging one another. And that phrase, one another, is important. That phrase, one another, means all of us. It means all of us together. And when it comes to this ministry of encouragement, it is vitally important that we recognize and embrace this command to assemble Together uh, for a number of reasons, uh, but perhaps most obviously because nobody can receive encouragement from another believer unless they meet together with another believer, uh, and nobody can encourage another believer unless they meet together with another believer. Uh, and, and that is why we're commanded here to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Uh, and, and some people think that it's okay to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. That's what he says there in verse uh, 25, as is the manner of some. Uh, and pers- people forsake the assembling Uh, together for a great many reasons. But one reason that I've heard many times from people is that, oh, well, you know, it just doesn't really do anything for me. I I don't really get anything out of it, um, you know, so for that reason, I'm not going to go. Uh, But notice the emphasis here in this verse is not on what we get from others. The emphasis in this verse is upon what we can give to others. The emphasis is upon how we can contribute to the life and the ministry of the church. And so the assembling together of believers, whether it be in a setting like this on a Sunday morning for a worship service, uh, whether it be during the week on a a Zoom call, or whether it's meeting up for people with coffee, or visiting somebody um, in their house, or however... a multitude of ways in which we can uh, gather together, this assembling together is an absolutely vital part of the Christian life if we are to live out the commands of the New Testament as God calls us to, and indeed if we are to give and receive the ministries that God has given us to give and receive. Uh, and so this ministry of encouragement is absolutely vital in the life of the church. And it can only be exercised in a real and meaningful way inasmuch as as we are committed to gathering together with one another as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, there's um, just three simple points that I want to draw out from our text um, this morning. Uh, the first thing is very much implied the text, and that is the need for encouragement. The need for encouragement. You might think, well, why why does the Bible have so much to say about this subject of encouragement? Uh, Well, very simply, because we all need to be encouraged. Now, I could ask you this morning uh, for a show of hands, uh, has anybody here ever been discouraged in their life? Anybody? Okay, take a look around, right? That, that, that's everybody, right? That's everybody. Uh, we, we have all experienced discouragement in our lives and indeed in our Christian lives. And, and discouragement is a fact of life. It, it is a reality of the lives that we live uh, because we live in a fallen world. Uh, we live with the effects of sin uh, all around us. And so we can be discouraged in practical things. We can be discouraged emotionally. We can be discouraged uh, with physical things. We can be discouraged uh, spiritually. There's a whole uh, manner of ways and and reasons uh, why we can experience uh, discouragement. But the point I just want to make here simply, and we saw this with the show of hands, is if you're feeling discouraged, and maybe some of you have come here this morning feeling discouraged if you feel discouraged or you struggle with discouragement, know that you're not alone in that struggle. Discouragement is something that we all deal with. Discouragement is something that comes to us all uh, in one way or another. And as we look through the pages of the Bible, very interestingly, we see that even those people who we would consider the great people of faith, who did great things for the Lord, uh, we see even those people, Went through great times of discouragement in their lives and ministries. Let me give you a couple of examples. Moses, you know, the great Moses, the great leader of the children of Israel, Moses who went into Pharaoh and declared, Let my people go, says the Lord. Uh, Moses who led the people out of Egypt, Uh, Moses who uh, raised his staff and God parted the Red Sea and he took the people uh, out. You know, that Moses. Uh, Well, it didn't take long, of course, for the children of Israel to start moaning and complaining and grumbling. They were in the desert. There was no food. There was no water. Life was miserable. Moan, moan, moan. Complain, complain, complain. Uh, All leading to Moses with this moaning and complaining and rebellious people whom God had given him to lead, saying this in Numbers chapter 11. Listen to this. Moses said to the Lord, Lord, why have you afflicted your servant? And why have I not found favor in your sight that you have laid the burden of all these people on me? I am not able to bear all these people alone because the burden is too heavy for me. If you treat me like this, please kill me here and now. I think Moses was discouraged, don't you? Even the great Moses experienced discouragement. And then there was Joshua, you know, Moses' successor, you know, Joshua, uh, who, who led the people into the promised land, you know, again, miraculously, the Lord parted the Jordan River. Joshua, who took the people to the first city of Jericho, this big fortified city, and, uh, and they marched around the city, you remember, and they all shouted out, and the Lord brought the walls tumbling down with a great victory, that Joshua. Uh, well, straight after that, they went to a smaller town of Ai, uh, and, and the people had become presumptuous, and there was sin in the camp. Uh, And they went presumptuously with a small number of people into the city of Ai, and they were defeated. And uh, Joshua then said to the Lord, Alas, Lord God, why have you brought these people over the Jordan at all to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Oh, that we had been content and dwelt on the other side of the Jordan. See, Joshua was discouraged, he'd experienced a defeat, uh, and he was greatly discouraged. Uh, One more person, Elijah. A couple of weeks ago, we were on the top of Mount Carmel in Israel, where Elijah famously uh, confronted uh, the prophets of Baal uh, and gained a great victory over those uh, false prophets and the false gods and and slew them, and it was a great victory of the Lord. Um, But of course, there was an evil queen that didn't like Elijah much. Her name was Jezebel, and she was after him. Uh, And and immediately after this great victory and this great work of the Lord in bringing fire down from heaven... Um, in 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 4, we're told that Elijah went a day's journey into the wilderness, and he came and sat down under a broom tree, and he prayed that he might die, and said, it is enough now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. From great victory to great discouragement. And isn't that so often how it goes in the Christian life? We experience you know, a great work of the Lord, or the Lord ministers in a great and powerful way, and then the next thing we know, bang, the discouragement comes. Uh, But all of that to say that we need to recognize and acknowledge that discouragement is very much a normal part of the Christian life. It is something that we all contend with. It's something that we all have to faith. It's something that affects us all, and that is why we need the ministry of encouragement in the church because we're all so prone to discouragement, we need others to come alongside us to encourage us in the things of the Lord. And that brings us to the second point we want to make here in our text, uh, and that is simply the meaning of encouragement. When we're talking about encouragement, or the word as it's translated here in Hebrews ten twenty-five, exhortation, uh, what does the word actually mean? Well, Uh, the word there is the translation of a Greek word parakaleo, which literally means to call or to come or to speak alongside somebody. And the idea is that one person comes alongside another person to speak to them, to encourage them, to help them, to strengthen them, to comfort them, really in the things of the Lord. Uh, And and there's a real summary of of this in action in verse 24. You might have noticed, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. When we encourage one another, that is really what we're doing. We're stirring up the love of God. We're stirring up the works of God in and through the lives of our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so this word exhort, or this word encourage, it means simply to come alongside somebody to help them uh, in the things of the Lord. Now, if we take that a little bit further, I've already used those two terms interchangeably, uh, encourage and exhort. Now, in the Bible, sometimes we read encourage and sometimes we read exhort. Oftentimes, translations of the same uh, a Greek word, but in slightly different contexts, they're rendered slightly Uh, differently. Uh, And and I think it's worth teasing that out a little bit, because in English, when we say encourage, the word encourage has some slight different connotations to the word exhort. Uh, And both of those ideas are contained in the one Greek word, Um, but but both of them, I think, are important for us to understand. Uh, Because for us, the word encouragement typically has a more positive Connotation, Encouragement. Ooh, we, we like that. We, we like encouragement. That's good. But the word exhort, on the other hand, can sometimes have a bit more of a negative connotation. And we're like, hmm, hang on a second. I'm not sure I like that so much. Uh, and, and so um, what, what's the difference between the two? Both ideas are contained um, in the word here. Well, on the positive side, the word encouragement, um, it's a wonderful thing. Of course, it's a wonderful word. Um, maybe somebody's going through a difficult uh, season, a difficult time in life, and they're discouraged, as we've talked about. Uh, and so someone comes alongside the person who's discouraged uh, to encourage them, to, to speak words of encouragement, maybe uh, to reassure that person, you know, that, that God is in control of all things, maybe to encourage them in the promises of God, or maybe, you know, sharing a scripture, reminding them of the faithfulness of God, maybe sharing uh, some of their own experiences, Uh, maybe just sitting and listening. Uh, You know, all all of these ways, uh, all of these things can be very encouraging uh, to a person who is being Uh, discouraged. And then, you know, when someone comes alongside you uh, in that kind of a way, then all of a sudden, maybe your circumstances are not looking quite as bad as they were five minutes ago. You know, you feel a bit better. You you know, you're encouraged. Someone has come alongside you and they've lifted you up, so to speak, and and, and really helped you. And that's a positive thing. And I think we'd all listen to that and look at that and think, yes, that's good. We like that. You know, we, we want that. But then there's this idea of of exhortation, um, where the the motive is not so much to lift up as it is to push on. Uh, The the person who is exhorting somebody uh, doesn't want the person to stay where they are, they want them to to get up from where they are and and to, to, to move forward, to move on in the things of the Lord. Maybe a person's discouraged because they've got a big decision to make and, and, and they're struggling to, to make the decision. And maybe they know what's the right thing to do, but they're a bit scared to do it. And, and the exhorter will come and say, you need to do what God's calling you to do. You know, you, you just need to do it. And it might not be what we want to hear, you know, but it's what we need uh, to hear. You know, maybe somebody who's discouraged Um, you know, uh, has not not been, you know, assembling together with the believers in in church for a while. And that can be something that happens when we get discouraged. Sometimes the last thing we want to do is to go and be with people. Uh, But so often the last thing we want to do is the thing that we need to do the most. And somebody can come alongside you and say, look, you know, I appreciate your discouragement, but you really need to get up and you need to come. And, you know, I'm going to come pick you up and and I'm going to bring you and, and I'm going to move you on and I'm going to help you. It may not be what the person wants, but it's really what the person needs. And, and that can, um, you know, take place in, in a variety of ways, in a variety of different uh, circumstances. Now, of course, that aspect of this ministry of encouragement is, um, is one that we're not always as receptive to as we might be. Because, I mean, let, let's face it, you know, we tend to want to do what we want to do, right? We, we don't tend to like other people coming up and saying, oh, no, you, you need to do this or, or you should be doing that. You say, hang hey, on a second, who, who do you think you are? You know, who, who made you in charge? You know, who, 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 who gave you permission to tell me what to do? And, and, and something in us can naturally kind of, you know, react against that kind of ministry of exhortation. You know, we, we don't want somebody telling us what to do. We want to do what we want to do. But you know what that is, don't you? In the heart, you know, you know that that, that reaction, right? That that's, that's pride, right? That, that's pride, and um, you know, and, and, and that's why you know, you know, this ministry of exhortation is is so uh, important, because other people can see things oftentimes that we can't. Uh, other other people can help us move on when we're struggling to do that by ourselves. Uh, And so this ministry or this aspect of the ministry, this exhortation is is vitally important because people come alongside us and they help us move forward in the things of the Lord. They help us move forward in the Christian life. And so this encouragement or this exhortation, two sides of the same coin, uh, really, if you want to think about it that way, It's vitally important in the church coming alongside someone to help them, to strengthen, to encourage, to lift them up, uh, to move them forward. Maybe it's in that positive way. uh, Maybe it's in that more perceived uh, negative way. But either way, it is always towards the things of the Lord. It is always towards love and good works. It is always for the good of the person involved. And it is always unto the glory of God. And so, that brings us to our third uh, and final uh, point, really, Uh, and that is the application of encouragement. How does this go on, then, and really apply practically, you know, in the life and the ministry of the church, and in the life and ministry of each of us as individual believers? Well, I want to say this. This ministry of encouragement is for all of us, in general, but it is for some of us in particular. And I want to explain what I mean by that. The ministry of encouragement is for all of us in general, and it is for some of us in particular. Uh, Firstly, then, it's for all of us in general. Uh, Notice again here in Hebrews 10, verse 25, uh, not forsaken the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. We've pointed out that phrase before, one another. That means all of us, and it means all of us together. Uh, and so this exhorting, this encouraging is something that we are all called to do in the church of Jesus Christ. We all have a calling, we all have a responsibility to be encouragers of one another. And so I want to encourage all of you this morning to be encouragers of one another. Now, we do that in a whole variety of ways, uh, some of which we have already uh, mentioned. One way in which this ministry of encouragement is exercised um, is... This right here, for example, I am standing here before you and I'm encouraging you to encourage others. Uh, And and this is a more formal setting, you know, this is, um, but and, and the danger in the church oftentimes when it comes to ministry is people often come to church and they think that ministry is something that that person out the front does. Okay, I, I just come here, and I sit, and I, and I listen, and that's all very nice, but, but ministry is, is what, what he does, or ministry is what she does, um, but ministry is what we all do. Ministry is simply service. We are all called to serve the Lord, and we are all called to serve each other, and we are all called to be encouragers of one another in the church of Jesus Christ, uh, and so this ministry of encouragement, yes, it happens here in this setting, but it has to go beyond here. The ministry of encouragement will take place, I am sure, and I hope, when we're all done and we're all having tea and coffee and we're having conversations with each other. It's a great time to encourage one another, to stir one another up to love and good works. You know, maybe we go and, and visit one another um, during the week. Maybe we go out for coffee uh, with somebody. Um, Maybe we go to a conference together and have conversations in the drive. And that's one of the great things about traveling to conferences is because you get a group of guys or a group of girls or whatever in the car and and you chat all the way. And that can be a great opportunity to encourage one another. You know, specifically, it may involve coming alongside someone who's a new believer to encourage them in, you know, in their, their newfound faith it may be coming alongside a struggling believer who we've identified and we we come and we maybe introduce ourselves and talk and 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 help them and pray with them maybe there's a a brother or sister that's uh, fallen into sin or is struggling with something and we we come alongside and uh, and we talk things through with them and we encourage them and stir them up uh, towards love and good works that there's a whole variety of ways practically uh, that we can engage in this ministry Um, on a day-to-day basis. Uh, But whatever form it takes, and however it is expressed, this ministry of encouragement, this ministry of exhortation is vital in the life of the church. And one word to point out in verse 24, which gives us some help uh, here as well, is the word consider. And let us consider one another. If we are to be encouragers of one another... We need to consider one another. That word consider carries the idea of concentration, to to, to think, to focus, to think carefully, to think through. And, and, And what's the object of our consideration? Others, right? One another. And so if we are to be encouragers of one another, we need to consider one another we need to think about how we can help each other. We need to make an effort. We, we need to be intentional. I need to actually think, sit down and think, right, how can I help this person over there? Think it through, pray it through, be intentional, make an effort. You know, I, I've, I have found throughout my life and throughout my ministry of 15 odd years as a pastor, that it is far easier to ignore other people than it is to encourage them, okay? It's far easier to just ignore them. I mean, come on, if I talk to them, they might tell me their problems. I mean, I've got enough problems of my own. I mean, I can't be dealing with more problems. You know, there's a whole, you know, load of thoughts that can go through our head that might think, you know what? I'm just not gonna bother. I just can't be bothered today. I'm just too tired, you know? I mean, you know, all of those things go through our minds, you know, consider one another, right? Be, be intentional. Think to yourself, right, how can I help? How can I encourage? What can I do to help uh, and support uh, this person? We have to take an interest, we have to make an effort, um, and we need to fight that tendency uh, to, to, to avoid uh, and to ignore. I mean, I will confess, I have a tendency to want to avoid and ignore. Uh, maybe I'm the only one here, maybe you understand what I'm talking about, but we need to fight that tendency, and we need to consider one another and make an effort to help one another and to support one another and to encourage one another in the church of Jesus Christ. Uh, And so this is for all of us. We all participate in this ministry, whether in formal settings, whether in informal settings, whether in larger settings, whether in smaller settings. We are all to make an effort to be intentional encouragers of each other in the church. But i also mentioned that this ministry um, while it applies to all of us in general uh, it applies to some of us in particular now what do i mean by that well there is a spiritual gift of encouragement that the bible speaks about if you read in romans chapter 12 and verse 8 there's a list of spiritual gifts uh, and uh, paul says that if encouraging is your specific gift then use it Encourage one another, Uh, and oftentimes we find that is the case with spiritual gifts. Um, There there is something that we are all called to do in general, but some of us are specifically gifted and called to that particular ministry. Uh, And there may be some of us here this morning who have that specific calling and gifting from the Lord to be an encourager, Uh, and that is your primary uh, ministry, that is your primary calling uh, from, from God to do, to, 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 encourage others. Now, now oftentimes the encouragers do tend to come to the fore and, and, um, you know, and, and it is a wonderful thing to meet somebody who has the, 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 spiritual gift of encouragement because you talk to them after five minutes and you walk away and you're just really encouraged, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing. And, um, but, you know, but m- maybe that's you you know, I, I don't know if anybody has ever thought about it. You know, one thing when it comes to spiritual gifts that I often find is that people don't really think about it that much. And I think, well, well think about it. You know, is this spiritual gift of encouragement something that, that the Lord has, has given you? And if it is, are you using it? Now, as with any gifts, um, using our gifts requires us to take steps of faith. Using our gifts requires us to, dare I say it, step out of our comfort zones. Now, I don't know about you, but I like my comfort zone. I'm very comfortable in my comfort zone. I will confess that this right here, right now, is not in my comfort zone. My comfort zone is the chair next to my wife over there. That's where I would be if I was staying in my comfort zone. Um, I am outside of my comfort zone right here. And, and, but, but this is the thing. I have discovered that if you're going to do what God wants you to do, if you're going to be faithful uh, and obedient to, to, to the call of God, if you're going to use your giftings for the building up of the body of Christ, it will require you to step out of your comforter. And that is a step of faith. But God is always faithful when it comes to Our obedience. I can look back on the last 20 years of my life and I have done many things that have not been comfortable. And I've done them out of obedience to the Lord. And there are some things that I'm still not comfortable with, but I still do out of obedience to the Lord. But one thing I have discovered is that I have never, ever, ever regretted being obedient to the Lord. Never. Has it made me uncomfortable? Yes. Has it made me embarrassed afterwards? Yes. Have I experienced all kinds of emotions? Yes. But when I look back, do I ever regret it? No. Why? Because God is faithful. God is faithful. And when we walk in obedience and we take steps of faith, we see God working. And God working may mean I look like a bit of an idiot at times, and that's another aspect of it, you know, sometimes you've got to put yourself out there and sometimes you might fall flat on your face a little bit, you know, but if that's what it takes for God to work, if God uses that to be a blessing and an encouragement to others, is it about me or is it about the Lord? You know, these are big, big, big challenges. You know, this is something I often say to, to folks that, um, you know, are praying about getting into... Um, pastoral ministry or, or Bible teaching or something like that. And, and, and a common thing that people often struggle with is, well, you know, what if I get up there and I speak and, and, and I just look like an idiot? You know, what, what if I just mess up and, and I, look like a, I look like a complete fool before people? And then I say, well, you know, what if that did happen? If, 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 if that was the price you had to pay For God's word to go forth and for God to work, would you be willing to look like an idiot for the sake of Christ? It's an interesting thing to think about. You know, are we willing to look like fools in the eyes of men for the sake of obedience to God and His glory? They're decisions that we have to make, and God is always faithful when we make the decision of obedience. Um, anyhow, this ministry of exhortation is for all of us in general. It is for some of us in particular. I want to encourage all of you to be encouragers of one another, to be intentional, to consider one another. Some of you may be resonating with this gift of encouragement this morning. I want you to encourage you to be bold uh, and, and to, to use that gift uh, in, in, as your contribution in the building up of the body Uh, of Christ. Uh, And as I conclude this morning, I just want to conclude with a few notes of practical advice as we exercise this gift of encouragement or exhortation in the life of the church. Um, The the first piece of advice is simply this. Uh, Don't be discouraged while trying to encourage others. I say that because sometimes we can try to encourage others but our attempts at encouragement are not always received in the manner in which we would like. Uh, Particularly if there's a more exhortative angle to it, it's not uncommon for people to respond quite negatively towards our attempts to encourage. Uh, And we can very quickly go from intending to be an encourager of someone else to being discouraged ourselves. And that can happen very quickly. Uh, And so never be discouraged in your attempts to encourage others. We can recognize that our attempts to encourage won't always be received, but as long as we're doing it with the right heart and we're doing it in the right way, uh, we can exercise this gift and we can leave the outcome uh, to the Lord. So be faithful to the ministry God has given to you and don't be discouraged when it's not received as you would like. Uh, A second point of practical advice um, is don't speak the truth without love. Now, it is vitally important that we speak the truth. If we are to stir one another up to love and good works, uh, that that is going to be done by pointing people uh, to Jesus, by pointing people to the Word of God, by encouraging people to walk in obedience uh, to God and His Word uh, and His will. Um, but we must always speak the truth in love, as Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 15. Uh, and the, the temptation often comes, particularly if we're feeling discouraged. We, we can go around speaking the truth to people, but, but we're, we're doing it because we're fed up, we're annoyed, <laughs> right? We can get annoyed with people, we can get irritated. And so we're speaking the truth out of irritation. Uh, We're speaking the truth because we're annoyed. You know, we're speaking the truth, you know, in in those kind of ways. Uh, We we need to be careful. We need to examine our hearts. Uh, We need to speak the truth in love. We need to check our own hearts first uh, before we go on to try to minister to others. And if our ministry of encouragement is to be effective, you know, it needs to be conducted in love and the love of God. Uh, A third point of practical advice is is don't be a flatterer instead of an encourager. Don't confuse the two. Now, this is easily done. Uh, Flattery, according to Proverbs 26, verse 28, the book of Proverbs has much to say about flattery. Um, Chapter 26, verse 28 says, a lying tongue hates those who are crushed by it, and a flattering mouth works ruin. And what is flattery? Well, flattery is to praise somebody for your own advantage. Encouragement is to encourage them for their good, but we can manipulate encouragement and manipulate people in order to get something out of it for ourselves. And so we lay it on heavy. Oh, you're the most amazing person I've ever met in my entire life. Oh gosh, you you're, you're the greatest Bible teacher I've ever heard. Nobody compares to you. Oh wow, gosh, really? Oh my. Thank you. What what is it you want? Anything, I'll give you anything. You see how it works. And and we can all have a tendency to do that if we're not careful. So don't confuse flattery with encouragement. Don't use the ministry of encouragement uh, in a manipulative way to your own advantage. Uh, We are always looking out for what's good for others. We're always looking out for the best for others unto the glory of God. It is never to be exercised for personal gain or our own advantage. Finally, uh, and and this is perhaps an obvious point, but I think a necessary one, um, and that is, don't be a discourager in the church. Be an encourager. Now, I've been a Christian a good few years. I've been a pastor for a good few years. And I I can say from my own experience, oftentimes in the church, uh, we can be better at tearing people down than we are at building people up. Often, we like to gossip about other people. We like to criticize other people. Uh, Most of that usually takes place behind people's backs rather than uh, to their faces. You know, we all have sinful hearts. We're all been saved by grace. Uh, And this tendency can exist in the church. Uh, And that kind of behavior, uh, tearing people down, discouraging, uh, is very destructive. Uh, It is sinful, and it really has no place in the church of Jesus Christ. And again, this comes to down to a heart issue and examining our own hearts. But very simply, I would exhort you all, uh, each and every one of you this morning, don't be a discourager. Don't tear people down. Be an encourager and build people up. That is what we need. We need encouragers who will build people up. If somebody has a fault, or if somebody sins against you, there's there's biblical instruction about how you deal with those situations. If you don't know how to deal with it, that's why you have uh, Pastor Matt, and that's why you have Ian here, because they will guide you and help you deal with those difficult situations in a right way, in a godly way, in a biblical way, in a way that will result in uh, reconciliation and unity and, and, and the building up of the church, and in a way which will avoid the sort of the criticism and the tearing down and the destructive things that can so easily sneak in. And so, this is a call for all of us to be encouragers of one another, to use this ministry uh, in the daily life of the church. And we close with a point of urgency, because you'll notice at the end of verse 25 he says, exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Okay, the day there is pointing us forward. It's reminding us that Jesus Christ is one day coming back. We don't know when that day will be, but there's this sense of urgency that, and a recognition that he can come back at any time. And so, We are to have this sense of urgency about the need to encourage, the need to build up. Why? Because we all need this encouragement. The church needs to be built up. The church needs to stand strong in the midst of uh, this world that is rejecting and rebelling against God and his word. Uh, We need to be witnesses for the truth. Uh, And we have so much opposition from outside. The last thing we need is people tearing each other down inside the church. We need to encourage one another. We need to strengthen one another. We need to build one another up so that we can stand firm in the face of the evil day and be wonderful uh, and and godly witnesses uh, for the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, in this world. So let us encourage one another, stir one another up to love and good works and to the praise and honor of our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ, let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word to us today. I pray that you would bless your word to each and every one of our hearts. Help us all, Lord, to be encouragers of one another. Father, if there is any 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 sin in our hearts, Lord, uh, we confess that before you, knowing you are faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I do pray, Lord, your blessing upon this church. Uh, upon Matt and upon Ian, uh, and upon everybody here, Lord, I thank you that you are building your church here in Maidstone, and I pray that you would use uh, these people, your people, Lord, as witnesses for you in this community and beyond, uh, that many people would come to hear the truth about Jesus, that many people would come to saving faith in Jesus, Lord, and this church would go from strength uh, to strength, uh, Lord, and I ask all of these things,